0: Thanks for joining us for Welcome New Life's Sermon of the Week, where it's all good news. To stay up to date on all of our weekly services and events, please visit us at wnla.church. Please enjoy this week's sermon. We hope it encourages you. We're going to turn to the Word of the Lord today. It's going to change your life. Amen. So Father, we bow to your Word. We bow in the name of Jesus. We say change us. Change us, change us, Father. We want to grow. We want to follow you. Father, we want to uh, be renewed in the the name of Jesus. And so we look to your word, our source of truth, whose name we pray. Amen. All right. So my video that I chose today has a point. Um, Apart from the fact that the song's kind of fun. I took the liberty of learning the uh, baritone part for you. And, and I thought I would go ahead and, and perform it here this morning at the start of the new year. It goes something like this. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus washed. Okay, that's enough. Isn't that beautiful? It's just as powerful as, as the video we just watched with all the parts. That... <laughs> Listen. Last week I played for you uh the Whitney Houston song, and I will, right? This powerful melody, and and, and boom, it just, it just hits you. And we talked about stopping resting the Sabbath, and the power of that rest actually makes the song so much better, right? It, it actually is, is more pleasing and, and it creates a more powerful dynamic. Today, I want to start a series that we're going to be in for this month. It's called Unsung Heroes. I want to set it up by discussing musical parts like harmony. Now, I was, I was involved in choir in high school, and I, any other choir people out there, come on, sang in a choir, but it was fun. I love singing in choir, but let's be honest. I was a bass baritone, and let's be honest, people, the composers of these songs, in my opinion, any altos out there, bass baritone, we got the shaft when it came to the music. These sopranos, they would get the parts like, and I, and meanwhile, us basses were like, do, do, Tenors, they're getting these, ah, I did not even know. I never got to sing tenor. <laughs> I remember one song in particular. So I was in swing choir, and we got to do a little, some fun songs, and we broke up guys and girls, and we, us guys, we got to sing, maybe you know this song, and it's, super, it's not super church appropriate, but it's called In the Still of the Night, Right? And us guys sang this, be- this song, in the still of the night, I held you, held you tight. Now, I want to sing you my part in this beautiful song. Doo-doo, shoo-bee-doo. Ba-doo-doo, shoo-doo, shoo-bee. And, and, and then the soloist gets to come in, in the still of the night. And I'm, I'm literally singing doo-doo, right? <laughs> doo-doo, I got the doo-doo part. In this beautiful, this powerful love song. Now, we, follow me here, folks. The whole message isn't doo-doo. But we had this great idea. We are high school boys, and we have great ideas. And we're like, hey, let's go. It's like like 10, 11 o'clock at night. We're going to drive to all the girls' houses from the choir, and we're going to knock on their windows, and we're going to sing this beautiful song. To them. We're going we're to croon, right? We're gonna Oh, they're going to love it, right? We got to this one particular girl's house who I kind of had a crush on. And it didn't escape me that all I got to sing was doo-doo. And I'm like, well, I, I should be singing the lead on this one. But all I got was the doo-doo, all right? The doo-dop, shoobity-doo, all right? Now, it still had good effects, all of that, but, but I want to say this. The I love, love you so loses a little of its effectiveness without the doo-doo. The doo-doo by itself doesn't have a whole lot of effectiveness. But I'm telling you, when I add that bass, the tenor, the baritone, and then the guy comes in, I love you so, there is the power to that. That creates something so much more profound than if I just knocked on the window by myself. I mean, that would have still been pretty awesome, I'm sure. But if I'm, there by, if I'm singing this song and I've got a bunch of guys singing this back up and like lifting me up, I'm looking pretty good. Amen. Even the powerful leads without the harmonic chords, without the complementary parts. I'm not talking about discords. I'm talking about complementary parts. That song we, that we listened to last week, this Whitney Houston song, it's got that rest, but... Before she even gets to come back in, there's this drum part that goes, tch, tch, and it hits the drum. We don't, know about, we don't talk about the drummer. We don't even think about that drummer. We don't even think about the, and, and right? We just think about the, and I. But without the, it loses something. What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that the part God has given you is vital Amen. to the beauty of what he's wanting to do on planet Earth in 2020. The part he is giving you to do is vital. And we're using this music as, a, as, a, as an illustration. In fact, I was reading in this Harvard Journal of Medicine about the power of music. Specifically, harmonies and the healing characteristics of harmony, of, of well-placed music. And, and they're doing extensive studying on things like heart disease, stroke, dementia, and the healing power of music. Yeah. I read this other article. This, this gal was dealing with her mother who had Alzheimer's and wasn't even remembering her name, but she would still go to visit, and she sat down just to start playing a song. But she wouldn't even remember her name, but as she's playing the song, she says, "Sally." You're playing it wrong. Something happened in the brain. There's a musical memory. My grandmother, who also passed away, uh, she had dementia at the end of her life. She could still sit down at the piano and play anointed. Like she, she let she was a worship uh, pe- organist for years, led choirs, all of these things. And at the end of her life, she didn't lose this beautifulness. There's a healing power to harmony that I believe is ordained by the Lord. In fact, he's literally wired our brains for this music, for harmony. If you throw this picture up on the screen, there's two scans of a brain. The, the, the one that's nice and smooth, this is the literal this is the scan of the brain when harmony is being played. Complementary music. And this is the scan of the brain when it's uncomplimentary discord and, right, we got this, uh, the out of sync. There's something that we're wired, we are a wired people for harmony. I could get four guys up here and we could do a barbershop quartet, we go, hello, hello, right? We know, there's, there's, that was, that was the, that was the wrong picture, folks. We didn't practice, so we won't, won't go ahead and do it. But there is something profound and powerful about harmony. Amen. But it requires me sometimes to be the doo-doo, doo-doo, right? Amen. We don't all get to be the ender every time. Now, there's times you're called to it, but there are just as many probably more times when you're called to the doo-doo, shooby-doo, Right? And the way I do doop shoe be dupe, is just as a fa- In fact, it's more important because I'm more tempted to be like, I'm only the doo doo. But my doo doo is meant to prop up something beautiful. And the way I do it matters. The way I embrace the season, the call, the moment really matters. You see, we we think we have to all be the lead singer at every moment. There's going to be times you get the solo, folks. Don't get me wrong. But we think we should have the solo every time. And if we don't get it, we pout. Because I'm just as important as that person. Listen, nobody's saying you're not. In fact, the doo-doo, if the Lord calls you to the doo-doo, it's the most profound place you can be. The most effective place you can be you're going to see more kingdom growth on planet earth if you will step into the current role that he's called you to be in this season and embrace it with a smile with every ounce of the strength that you would put in if you were given the solo you know if you get the solo, you're so nervous and you work so hard to master that but what if you're given the triangle Ding! and you just play it once Every, what if you put that much joy and energy and hope and faith into the ding, that was my call for today, ding, doo-doo. Do you realize the body of Christ, the tapestry that the Lord wants to build, it, it, it requires a bazillion different parts. Singing in harmony, and it will bring healing to those around us in our community and around the world. That's why he didn't just come and say, I'm going to do this all myself. Set aside, hold my root beer. He said, I'm going to go so that the Holy Spirit can be in you and you can all do this together with me. Because there's this beauty in all together to do this with me. Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's like a precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down the collar of his robe, as if it were the dew on Hermon falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows His blessing, even life forevermore. Now, we can't all dwell together in unity if we're not willing to embrace the part we're given. And do it as to the glory of the Lord. But when we do, the Lord commands His blessing there on you, and it overflows to those around you. On the other hand, if we demand to be first at all times, I always have to be first in line. I always have to be the first one to get my latte. It's a clanging. It's a a discord. It's something that actually diminishes the beauty of the Lord to those around us. Because they can't see it around us doing this all the time. He commands His blessing on the unity, on the harmony, on the beauty of the callings. To each one a gift is given for the strengthening of the church. I'm trying to set up a picture for the rest of this month. Being first is not bad. Sopranos, I guess we need you. I'm kidding, of course we do. But if your part is the triangle, if your part is the doo-doo, will you do it with just as much glory to the Lord and joy to Him as you would if you had the solo in I will always love you? I'm gonna pick on my son for a minute. He loves it. I'll give you five bucks later, son. He, he, he's a, he loves to be in uh, plays and in, in, in drama. And honestly, nothing gives me more joy than to watch watch my, my son in a play, right? It was something I loved and everything. Well, let me tell you his first theater experience. He was at, he was at elementary school, and they were doing... And, and, and they're, they're casting parts, and they're like, and we need someone to run the lights. And... and uh, <laughs> Anyway, he came home, and he's like, Dad, I'm running the lights. And I'm like, you're what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, they really needed someone to do it. And, and I'm like, look, well, you're so much... Uh, in my heart, I'm like, you're supposed to be the lead in the place. But but he's like, no. I'm, and he, he, was like, he was smiling about it. I'm like, wow. Watching the show, we never saw him once because he was behind this barrier, turning lights on and off. And, 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 <laughs> and he did it. He says it's because... Uh, because they, nobody else was willing to do it, and so he just volunteered. But, but I'll tell you, the turning of the light on is just as much to be proud of than the lead singer. Amen. And some of us, we, as parents, we need to get that through our brains, and we need to also apply that to ourselves. Because the Lord doesn't look at the light turner on or any differently than he looks at that person in the back who turns the lights off and turns them back on. If that's the call, call, that brings just as much pleasure and joy to the Lord and glory. And do you realize turning the light on and off, if that's your calling, is going to bring more people to the kingdom of God than if you said, I'm not doing this. Get out of my way. And Right? because the, be- the words are so beautiful and powerful, I'm going to nail this one. Listen, if, if you're stepping outside of your gifting, and well, more so out of the side of your calling for that moment, because you want that lead role, all it's going to sound like is a cl- clanging gong. Even if you have a beautiful voice, it will just be a clanging gong. Because the Lord, the Lord is looking at our hearts and His calling on us, and He has a beautiful orchestration that He's written from the beginning of time. And He's saying, here's your note for today. Now, your note for tomorrow might be different, so don't get stuck on this note. Well, I'm on, I, oh, it's, I'm on a rest period. Great, but next week you might not be. You've got to keep coming back to the Lord. What's my note? What, what's my song today? Am I the cowbell? Am I the soprano? Can, am I, I hope I'm not the soprano. <laughs> Most psychologists would agree. The deepest urge in human nature is to be important your deepest urge is to feel important in life I think this is why Facebook and social media is so important and so that we we feel like it's so important because finally someone will hear what I'm trying to say enter Oh Zeb didn't like it Right? Because what is that doing? It's feeding my ego. It's somehow I, Now, I, I'm being heard somehow, which is also why it can devastate us so much. When somebody dislikes it or disagrees, all of a sudden, oh, God! And I'm not trying to make a commentary on social media, but it does bring to the surface our human nature in this desire. We, we want to feel like our lives are important. And I want to also say this. God put that desire in us. This is the deepest desire in human nature. Do you think that wasn't something God installed in you to feel important? Now we'll take it one step further. Yes, I believe that He put in every one of us a desire to feel important and that, like what we're, what, what our lives will matter for something. And He's also given us the answer. And so, if I try to do this whole thing without Him, I'm going to end up in a very, very big mess I will start to fabricate things around me and my life will become a, a, a series of things that are about me and devastating to everyone around me Jesus provided for this he put the desire in you and he provided you the food to give that appetite he says this in Matthew twenty twenty six. And again, Jesus says things that that don't make sense to us all the time because they're a little opposite. I would think that if my desire in, in this world is to be important, the only way to fulfill that desire is to make sure everybody knows that I'm important. I walk into a room, I'm important. I should have this seat in the front. I should have first place in line. I'm important. You all need to know that about me. I'm important. I'm kind of a big deal around here but when i follow that thing even though it makes logical sense i'm eating a mouth of gravel and i feel awful at the end if everywhere i go i'm trying to prove myself i never actually fulfill the desire in me that god put to be important i feel in that exact opposite i feel depressed i feel lonely i feel isolated and i feel angry but that That's how it makes sense to me. If I want to be first, I should take first place in line. What does Jesus say in Matthew? He says, no, if you want to be first, instead, you become a servant. You want to be great? Be last. Go to the back of the line. That doesn't make sense, Jesus. Try it. Whoever wants to be great among you must learn to be your servant. You see, if you follow and believe the words of Jesus, only through serving and laying my life down does that feeling, does does that desire that's put in me to be important actually get fulfilled. I know it doesn't make logical sense, but it's the truth. It's the Word of God. And we say this every week let God be true and every man a liar. Put him, try him out. Lay your life down, put your life down. Take last place in the line. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up in due season. I believe that, I, 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 and I don't have biblical basis for this. Again, I'll take a step out to my opinion. But I believe there is a hall of fame in heaven. Chock full of people you'd never heard of before. And some of the names that we know all too well, not to disrespect them, some of the most famous people on earth that have done amazing things, oh, Reinhard Bonnke, Billy Graham, Apostle Paul, Peter, yeah, I'll be in there, but there will be people ahead of them. If there were, I don't know that there will be a ranking system, but you understand what I'm saying? There will be people like, you'll be so blown away, but you'd never heard of a thing they did. But they served. They were, their role was the doo-doo. And they did their doo-doo in such a way to glorify the Lord that, that, that thousands and millions of people came to know Jesus. You can look at the people like the Billy Graham, like, why can't my ministry be that good? Why can't I get the world renown that these people are getting? Well, I to figure out a way to make it happen. <laughs> it's a mouthful of gravel in the end. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. You want to be great? Lay your life. Hey, my role is the doo-doo right now. I love the doo-doo. I'll just be the doo-doo for today. But watch out. Those who do do well (laughs) are often found promoted not by their fellow man, but by God. They are highlighted because nothing brings him more pleasure than when somebody just lays their life. Lord, I'm with you no matter what. This season, oh boy, it seems hard to me, but this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice today and be glad in it. Do-do, be right? There's nothing more profound than saying yes to what God is calling to you right now. We sing these songs like about Joshua at the battle of Jericho, right? We write songs about our heroes, but there are songs sung in heaven about people we've never heard of. I'd sing them, but I've never heard of them. <laughs> I'm reminded of uh, this, this, uh, this portion, this quote from Lord of the Rings, where Sam and Bilbo are walking. They're, they're heading to uh, destroy this ring. Frodo, of course, is the soprano in this because he, he's the ring bearer. He's the important one. And, and Sam is just there to, to, to support him and, and, and do whatever he needs to do. And Sam uh, says this to Frodo. He says, I wonder if we'll ever be put into songs or tales, Frodo. I wonder if people will ever say, let's hear about Frodo in the ring. And, and they'll say, yes, that's one of my favorite stories. Frodo was really courageous, wasn't he, Dad? Yes, my boy, the most famousest of hobbits. That's, and that's saying a lot. Frodo uh, interjects. He says, you've left out one of the chief characters. Samwise the brave. I want to hear more about Sam. Sam wouldn't have gotten very far without, uh, Frodo wouldn't have gotten very far without Sam, now would he? Uh, Sam says this, now, Mr. Frodo, you shouldn't be making fun. I was being serious. Frodo says, so is I. Samwise the brave. We sing songs about our heroes, but the Samwises are just as much important. The farmer maggot who never actually went on the journey, but provided the crops for them to eat on the way. Every bit is important to the Lord. You see, the beautiful musical comp- composition that the Lord has written requires the beauty and the tapestry of his creation. The triangles, the drums, the sopranos, the altos, the tenors, the basses, all of it. If the deepest desire in human nature is to be important, let me tell you this. The Lord has gifted you and called you for such a time as this and your role is every bit important as the roles of those you see on television, those you read about, those sitting next to you, your life is vital. It requires you to humble yourself and say, Lord, what is my, what is my note today? What is my note this season? And then with a smile, because if I'm up here playing the triangle and I'm like, ding, This is all I'm doing. That's a false humility, by the way. This is all I'm doing. If this is what the Lord's called you to do, this is what I get to do. Even if it's ding once in the song. There's a reason the ding was placed there in the first place. The Lord composed it for you. And he chose you and he selected you to be the one to ding. And it's a beautiful thing to him. And when you do, It actually brings pleasure to the Lord. Isn't that enough? What if if your life, all it did, because you were obedient, brought pleasure to the Lord? Would that be enough for you? The God who created everything. Psalm 194 says this, For Adonai takes pleasure in his people. He literally takes pleasure in you when you say yes to him. When you say yes to whatever role, whatever composition he's asked you, and you have the courage to do your part. So, with the few minutes I have left, left this whole month, we're gonna be taking certain people out of the scripture that we don't normally talk about. We don't normally preach about them because, uh, you know, maybe it's just a blurb that they get. Some of these people, their names aren't even mentioned, yet what they did transformed the world around them. So, I wanna start quickly, and I want to just read about the amazing story of Pua. Do-do. All right. <laughs> Safara and Pua. Now, some of you may are like, I, I'm thinking most of us don't know who they are. But these were two midwives back during the time of slavery when the, when the, when the Israelites were in Egypt under the oppression and slavery of the Egyptians says this, and we'll have it up on the screen. But it's in Exodus chapter one, verse fifteen through twenty-one. It says this: The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Saffir, Saffir, Shifra, Shifra, excuse me, I totally was butchering that, Shifra and Puah, when you are see these people are like you didn't even get my name right. They're sitting in heaven right now. I was like, wait a go, ding. All right, oh, here we go. Whose names were Shifra and Puah when you are helping the Hebrew women during childbirth? On the delivery stool, if you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the, these boys live? The midwives uh, answered the Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before we can even midwives can arrive. So, God was kind to the midwives, and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because the midwives fear God, He gave them families of their own period. That's all we get of Shifra and Pua. Ding. And then we get this beautiful tapestry about Moses and how amazing he was. But we get this ding" at the beginning, Shifra and Pua. Are the songs in heaven sung about them? less important than the one sung about Moses they didn't ask for this moment they didn't ask for the role they didn't ask to have this time when the king of Egypt would say kill all the boys that wasn't on their their 20-year plan retirement plan this was something that the music all of a sudden called for and God's like will you do this And he honored them. Do you, you better believe he took pleasure in them saying yes to their role in that moment. And we don't even know how many lives were saved because of the decision just to fear the Lord no matter what happened and obey the call on their life. I don't know what is going to be thrust on you this year. There are going to be lots of surprises. And some of you are like, I'm too old for surprises. I'm too old for surprises. But in those moments that come this year, will you play the part for the glory of the Lord? Yeah. Even if, the, even, if it isn't, even if it isn't the surprise you are wanting. Oh, what? I won the Dream Home giveaway? That's wonderful. Play that role if it happens. But if it's, hey, whatever it is, this is, this is, your, this is your moment. Will you honor the Lord Will you take courage to do your part and play the note the Lord has given you for His glory with joy, with patience, with peace? This is what will bring the Lord glory. So my challenge to us today, you may be in a season of your life where you are the doo-doo role. I would invite you to smile and walk out of these doors today fully convinced that the Holy Spirit has equipped you for this moment. I would invite you, if you feel like all of a sudden you're being asked to sing this, this, uh, this amazing soprano part and you just don't feel like you've ever been ready for that, but yet there it is in front of you. Walk out of here with a smile, being fully convinced that the Holy Spirit has equipped you to hit that note. And then do it for the glory of the Lord because here's what's going to happen. We, because this desire of us is to be so important and we, walk, we march through life trying to find ways of importance, what's going to happen is you're still, every one of us, we're going to get to heaven and realize, whoa. And we're going to throw our crowns down at Jesus' feet anyway. Like it was just your grace on me anyway. I I, I couldn't have done this without your grace and mercy. Anyway, Lord, this is for your glory. The song that was sung about me, Lord, I can't even, it's not even about me, it's about you, it's about you the whole time. Lord, I lay my life before you for the glory of the Lord. We can start now, we can start today. We can live those lives worthy of our calling that he's equipped you for. Let's pray. Father, I know that your Holy Spirit is speaking to each one of us and that you have equipped your church, not just here in Ferndale, but across this world, Father, for today, for 2020, Father. Any any, uh, world events, any small or big things that come our way, you've equipped your church. You've called us to be the light of the world. Father, may we be your church that is radiant, singing in harmony, singing in unison, Complementing one another, playing the parts and the roles, and in, in living our lives, knowing that our significance is found nowhere else but in Jesus Christ, who created us. So, Father, give us the courage and the grace to see that in each other. May we not look at each other as less than or more than, but Father, but as co-heirs with Christ. And the roles, Father, may we embrace what you give us. We stand with joy. We sing in harmony, and we thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, you're invited to make beautiful music this week as you walk together in the specific roles he's called you into. So God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.